You're listening to In the Open, a Mental Health America podcast, a space where we explore mental health and navigate the challenges of life through honest and candid conversation. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to In the Open with America and Teresa. Hi, everyone. Okay, so today's topic is I can't stop needing to be right. I like it. Yeah, it brings up feelings, so it's a good discussion. So do you feel like this all the time, or I only feel it at specific times? Yes, I only feel it at specific times, not all the time. So, but it's always at a time where it's going to get you in trouble. (laughs) Otherwise, you just think you're right and you're fine, right? (laughs) Yeah, like it's either when like you need to speak up about something and there's a likelihood maybe that others may not agree with you, you might want to have a conversation about it (laughs) and try to get individuals to understand where you're coming from. Mm. That's kind of closest to the, the, what popped in my head about what happens in this space. It's when my husband says, you always have to have the last word. Mm -hmm. I think that's the dynamic that happens there. I think so too. There has to be a, I'm talking for myself, like my having to defend a position and maybe I I am more aware of all the complexities of X situation that somebody else may not know. And so I can argue my way into like, why can't you see it this way? But mm. I know also it's a struggle because the bottom line is like, well, why do you have to be right? Why do you need that? Yeah. This is about perspectives, right? Yes, yes. When I think about perspectives and I see a certain way, I have gotten in traps about being right, especially if I feel defensive. I think they go hand in hand. I don't remember a time where I didn't feel the need to feel like I am right without having that defensive side to it. I don't feel the need to be right a lot, actually. But this this statement resonated with you. I can see that. I can see that with you. Because I feel like you kind of let things slide off your back. Like you're much more easygoing. Or at least that's what you put out into the world. Internally, it could be a different, different mess, right? But yeah. to the outside world, it's like you're more easygoing. I am not as easygoing. The time and energy that I've put into like creating plans and putting things into place Mm -hmm. pushes me into this frame of mind that's like, I've kind of looked at all the possibilities and it's very unlikely that I haven't considered that X thing. And so when somebody is presenting in that way, then I feel like that defensiveness and being like, well, actually, I've kind of prepared you know so it's really hard but how do you prepare for like I know everybody's perspective I can't prepare that I know everybody's perspective what I can prepare for is the possibility of different needs that may arise I need to be right right now you hear me yeah yeah like being right do you feel like this gets you in trouble yes can you tell me how Let's say it's something trivial. 
this makes me think of like an SNL sketch or something like this. Okay. But the reality is, let's say you go on a date and you hear a song and you're like, oh my God, I love this song. It's, I don't know, in sync or something. Right. And then the person's like, actually, no, it's Backstreet Boys. And I know for a fact, no, it's in sync. <laughs> and then they'll keep on arguing like, no, it has to be this. It has to be this. And so I could, I'm telling you, it's a trivial example, but I could potentially be like, yeah, okay, fine, whatever. It's Backstreet Boys. But internally, I've already gone down this rabbit hole of, yeah, you have no idea what you're talking about because I know this specifically. Why? Because I've read about it. I know this thing. I know this thing. I know. So I could potentially in that moment say, actually... Point one through seven, this is how I know this. But that's not that's not a normal form of function, right? You just kind of have to let things go. It's not that bad. Oh my God, you're making me laugh because the people in my life who struggle with needing to be right uh, often say <laughs> with that same hand movement you just did, well, actually... And you're yes. like, what is that in a person's brain? That's what, I, that's what I'm saying when it comes to this place of when I find that I may not have the answers to something, I will go and seek it out. Yeah. That's my person. The, an order makes you feel comfortable. Yes. Order makes you happy. It's yes. like you're happy. Totally. Order, process, structure. That is my vibe. That's where I thrive. That's your so space. when chaos comes into any situation, it's like, well, why? So I need, I need to, I need people to really spend time with me, telling me this is why. You see, I've connected the dots here. This is really interesting because this is kind of a thing that happens for you that's also tied to needing a neat space and wanting to have clarity about a process for how something totally. moves forward, and all of it's tied together. What's the fear behind it? Like, what's going to happen if you're wrong? What's going to happen if a lie is perpetuated? Well, I could tell you. With something trivial, not much. Nothing mm. will happen to this person that said it was Backstreet Boys. Fine. Okay. But when it gets down to, like, the deeper sense of what that looks like in your life, it could be somebody sharing something that's not true. Yeah. And... I have this thing about me. Like if I say something, if I say something, it's not like I have not shared it with someone else. Like if I were to say, Teresa, this is a problem I have with you. I'm going to tell you directly. I don't go around and talk to other people and like pretend that you're never going to know. No, you're going to know. Okay. Right. So if somebody would come into a situation and be like, oh, somebody said such and such and be like, it's a value thing. It's tied to my values. You care about honesty. I care about honesty. I care that, well, I'm going to answer your question. The fear is that someone may think something not correct about me. Mm -hmm. I need to sit with this a little bit. Is that the fear? I'm thinking now. Hold on. Okay. Because I have also seen this with people in my life who have this kind of it's really horrible because when I'm in my most judgmental space about this, I call them rigid. Thanks. <laughs> they can't be flexible. 
And it's something as little as like, yeah, this chore isn't going to get done the way you want all the way to like, if you don't believe in aliens, you won't believe in aliens, you know, and I can't convince you that it's just fun to believe in aliens. So why are you going to be so strict about what's right, you know, because all the data points say blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, the data points say aliens exist, (laughs) you know, just to screw with these people. You know what I'm saying? So then I'm like, what, there's something what you just said there. You're afraid what though? Like you're wrong or that you're. No, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know if that's the fear. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to find what the fear is. Is it chaos? I am not afraid of it. I dislike it because it's uncomfortable. What happens if everything is chaos? What happens if everything is wacky Wednesday? I lose control. Okay. Is it feel like a irky, yucky feeling inside? Is it kind of like That's how OCD? it's feeling right now. Yeah, like OCD, you know? Like, uh, I get this because it doesn't make sense. You can't necessarily tie it to – maybe we could if we kept processing forever. But I, but I do think that there are just some things in our lives that make us feel yucky. I think it has to do if, – if we like dug down deep, I read something recently that was talking about like different traumas we have when we're kids. Uh-huh. And there's this aspect of um, if you weren't believed as a child, like if somebody – if you said something and people are like, no, that's not true. Oh, yes. I know some people like this in my life. You know? And so I, I don't know if that happened. I don't remember that happening. Yeah. So even more so when somebody's telling me – no, that that can't be. Okay, are you also the firstborn? No, I'm a baby. Oh, oh you're the, the baby. baby. Oh, mm-hmm. what? Because I also yeah. see this sometimes in firstborn children because there's also something tied to the expectation of being the best. And then if you also had an experience where somebody didn't believe you, but you also had these hard expectations about yourself that that led to – like the spectrums of perfectionism being a concern? Oh, dude, I have high expectations for myself. And that is tied to everything that you've said. Like, you know, I'm a child of immigrants and like a lot of like the ideas of like what we can do for our family. All that's been like on- High achiever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So this comes up even more when I feel like my integrity is being questioned when somebody is countering and saying, no, that can't be, mm. even though I've done the work to actually verify that is the case. So and so like yeah. sometimes that gets me in trouble because the truth is, yes, it may have been in sync at one point, right? But now it's Factory <laughs> Boys that's singing this song, right? So, Who knows? right. Yeah. And so that dynamic of, kind of rationalizing, well, maybe I shouldn't say anything. Maybe I should say something. I'll let them believe whatever they want to believe. And that internal conversation is so much. Yeah. So then it trickles into all these other factors where maybe I can't express myself without anger or I don't necessarily know how to navigate the situation in a way that will be useful towards effective communication. It feels very personal. Yes. That's what I'm talking about, integrity. Like yeah. you're questioning my person, dude. That sounds intense. I'm telling you. It doesn't <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm trying to internalize it yeah. as a person who I my, is really disconnected from that feeling. That's so weird. 
that 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 you don't have that like it's so like I'm the opposite of that I assume I'm wrong all the time yeah that's so interesting I was super comfortable with chaos and it's problematic for me because I probably could be a hoarder (laughs) it's just interesting that those two things are kind of connected and I think it's true like being right and wrong and order and feeling mm-hmm. safety and order. And and then for this feeling really tied to integrity, we don't really have the words to describe how personal it feels, but this is true with what I've seen that people who struggle with this, it's like something about it is tied to was something in your life it it mattered like it mattered from a safety perspective from a security maybe not safety but like security like you feeling secure in yourself and your identity that you were smart or that you were like together was that part of your education it, and I mean like identity? It, it was it's that it's this high achiever kind of mindset right yeah like, yeah I'm completely like at that high achieving getting the better grades, you know, in the top level classes. And you were competitive. Yes. Were competitive? And it's like, it's like, oh. yes, totally. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not competitive. This is, it's all starting to like click in the way that yes. this, this, I get why that would feed you though, because those characteristics, they help people succeed in life. Yeah. There's a, there's a validation that comes when, somebody's like yeah actually you are right Mm. right Mm -hmm. you you actually did think of all these things all the time and energy you've put into think of thinking about how all the supplies we needed for the family picnic right so i'm telling you random things are like oh wow it worked out because we did actually need that random x thing that you thought of yeah Makes you feel good. And then every time you get those gold stars, it makes you feel good. Yeah. So one of the things I've been – I hear a lot in therapy is the way that we apply things that worked for us in one situation into another situation that doesn't work anymore, you know, and that's where you get in trouble. (laughs) You're like, like, oh, well, yeah, I can always be a contingency planner and I've thought about every scenario or like – I like how does it – like this is where you're applying – you're applying the control framework, but then where where does it screw up the most? Where it doesn't work anymore? Like in, in my personal relationships. In relationships. Yes. Because I can I can plan the hell out of an event. I can plan my calendar. Bam. Fabulous. Yeah. Where this butts up to chaos is when it is in relationship to another person. Yeah. Why? Because they are in every right to feel and <laughs> do whatever they want, right? They're yeah. like completely their own beings. Yeah. And even more so when we're trying to come to some sort of consensus and you're like, do it my way. Yeah. I'm the right way. Yes. So this is something that I'm working on, right? With my therapist where she's like, she's asking the same questions. Well, what happens if X doesn't happen? Yeah. And it's like, uh, wait, wait. What do oh, you it's mean? Ineff- is it's inefficient? Yes. <laughs> Sometimes right? I I notice that with like what's the fear of if you of you not forcing your way? My biggest fear is like well, 
it'll be an inefficient process. It's going to take us longer yep. to get where we need to go, or it's going to be a more painful process. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, well, why can't you just sit for that? And then it's like, well, why did you care so much about efficiency? And you're like, oh, because we had limited resources and everybody had to do their part and we all had to work together or else mm -hmm. the house did fall into disarray or whatever, you know, who knows? Right, right. Or for some people, like in my life, it was like, well, if it was if there was disarray or something was out of order, then somebody would come screaming. It was like mm -hmm. that opened up an opportunity for lack of safety or that I would be ridiculed or, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, part of what you're getting at, too, is inefficiency when you reference it in that way. Inefficiency shows up in all different ways in our lives. It can and could take longer to do a thing. It could be that in a relationship like a marriage or a friendship, you're not seeing eye to eye and it's just like it implodes because you have no understanding of how to get to a place of common understanding. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, what I feel most is like in my stomach, there's this just like, oh, my God just things aren't going to work the way they were supposed to. And it's a lot of anxiety that I feel. Yeah. And it can be scary because it can lead to situations. I can, I can just think like, what happens if we take more time to do this thing? And because my brain is logical in steps, right? It's like the train, you know, the train all of a sudden gets derailed and you're like, ah. Yeah. I feel like this is a personal attack today. I really appreciate your sharing all this honesty and I apologize for pushing you the way I did. <laughs> I know I have emotional reactivity because like this is about to like put my husband on blast and he's not here to defend himself. But so some of the stuff is something that he really struggles with that I – can you imagine being married to me like totally comfortable with chaos like and all yeah, these little things they pile up, you know? I know, right? You're my work wife. It's giving us side eyes. But like things like I do have to say, like I there is a probably a happy medium, but I'm so comfortable with chaos. Like I'll make changes and decisions that when I don't consult him mm -hmm. and that bothers him. And I'm trying to have empathy for where the desire for order comes from and like make sense of the why, because I wrestle with like, do I need to have it justified for why the why justified or clarified for me mm -hmm. to to accept that it's true. And I could tell because this is a thing for me. I'm like looking for the why, which is not cool because I know I've struggled with that. When people are like, well, why why are you blah, blah, blah? And you're like, I don't know because I'm stupid. <laughs> I don't know. But I will say having gone down this path and that's kind of what therapy does help with. The benefit of the exploration has helped me slow down because I think at our worst – like it feels like at the beginning of this conversation where I felt judgmental about you and I was like, well, you're rigid or you're this or you're Excellent. that or you have no integrity, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, no. The trauma-informed approach says I'm like this because something about this time and what this did, it saved me in some way. It helped me excel and it helped me feel good about myself. And that's so important to me. But yes, I could see where, you know, this is problematic. You know, I... I think one of the one of the greatest things that has come out of therapy, and I've been in therapy several times, am in therapy now, 
I think too often we're so, I am so bogged down with my thoughts, my processes and all my little logical steps that nowhere in that do I allow for a moment to say, well, what happens if that doesn't happen? Even with my contingency planning, right? And it gets, it gets me to focus on the emotion of it, not the logical side of it. Mm-hmm. So I'm most often functioning from my head and mm-hmm. not my heart. And so that heart place is where I think I need to tap in more to be able to get to this place of helping my husband and others understand, yes, you see me do all these things, but there is an emotion tied to that. Yeah. But being in your head and being in your headspace has really like helped you. Yeah, I and mean, lot. yes, it has. So, but I, I, I have a heart. <laughs> I have a heart. I'm not, I'm not dead inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting to think about how this framework kind of makes people think that's not true from you. Like, I get it. Mm-hmm. I see that. You know, like that's like I said, where we fall into traps on the other side, where we judge judging people who are this way, who are so in their head to step outside there's it's it was just an interesting conversation there's a lot more i think there that maybe you and i are like in our middle process of exploring all that that means and the implications of it for our lives you know i wonder too though one of the things that you kind of talked about a little bit um in one of our like previous sessions in our can't stop series was around whenever you feel cornered right Mm -hmm. and you feel unsafe or in some way attacked, then there is this need to defend your position, Mm -hmm. right? And that comes from a different space from my space, right? Like where I'm saying chaos is is what worries me. But for you, it's safety. Yeah. And I think maybe that's why I was like, well, does it come down to safety for you too? Mm. (laughs) It's like my attempt to have um, like to try to find like shared meaning to understand when something feels strong, but that's wrong. Right. Cause like for you order means something else, but whatever that order meant for you, it's also very important. Mm -hmm. The order means value. I mean, at a 1000 level order means control, but why control? What is control? Cause I don't like chaos and it's, and it's tied to safety. It's tied to safety. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I get. I mean, I don't know. I, maybe my my trauma informed brain always kinds of comes back to safety because feeling unsafe is like one of those deep human things that our bodies and our brains have trained us to be extra attentive to, right? Because we're always looking out to protect ourselves from saber tooth tigers, from humiliation, from suffering. But trying to figure out like what you're running from, I find helpful to understand because it and it just puts context into things, you know. So when you want to be like in control. Yeah. Okay. That's enough for today. <laughs> That'll be next week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <sighs> All right. Well, we hope that you can take something away from this conversation today. So good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, good for you on the listening side. That's a lot of processing <laughs> on my side. 
but yes yes thanks yo this is what it feels like for me all the time (laughs) crying on this dang podcast oh boy all right well we'll talk to y'all next week keep on fighting in the open bye